Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You'll never have the sacred stone. <laughs> oh, this new crazy mother. What's up, monkeys? Monkey Dan here. Welcome to the episode. Before we dive in deep, just a quick little intro. This episode had quite a few twists and turns, had some Q&A, talked a little bit about nutrition, talked a little bit about training, and I also got an awesome email from the wild man, Monkey Craig, in response to the stress and anxiety episode. So a lot of different stuff going on in this episode, but hopefully it helps you guys out and you enjoy the show. And man, I was really struggling pronouncing words, so thank you for putting up with that and Enjoy the show. Monkey on. What's up, monkeys? Monkey Dan here, and welcome to the Live Wild or Die podcast. This episode, I want to do a little bit of monkey Q&A, talk a little bit about nutrition, nutrition update, talk about some training update, and I also, I got a great email from a monkey, Monkey Craig, with some with an, with an awesome, awesome response to the stress and anxiety podcast. So, Really stoked to share that with the monkey family. So let's just dive right in. So monkey D Luffy D period Luffy. He sent me a note kind of a while back. I apologize for the delay. It got buried in our Zen desk here, but he had sent a note. Basically what had happened was he's going through the 36 day monkey challenge and phase one went great. Phase two went great. He was able to complete all the reps unbroken during each set, got to phase three and started to really struggle. And, you know, I had to think about it for a second, but basically the fact that you are not able to complete the prescribed amount of reps in one go is, it's kind of a good thing. It means you're reaching this point beyond your comfort zone, beyond your current fitness level. That's forcing you to work harder. So I know from personal experience, it's super frustrating when you know, you find a workout on the internet or a book or whatever, or from your buddy, it's like, do this many reps and you can only do half or three quarters or whatever. It's a bummer, even though, you know, it's all kind of arbitrary, but it's still just mentally, it's a, it's not the best feeling when you can't complete all the reps that are written for you. So what I would say is one is, especially as these programs progress, it's not necessary to complete all the reps in all one go. I I honestly, when I'm programming this in my mind, I'm like, okay, someone might have to do this in maybe two or three sets, but I'll still write that larger amounts because maybe you do, let's say it's 25. Maybe you can do 15 reps in a row. Then you got to take a break and then you can do six and then you can do four. So it's just, it's a different way than just, you know, everything's three by 10 or five by five or whatever. So it's just a good way to mix it up. So that's one way to think about it. And two, it's just, again, you're getting, if you can't complete the prescribed reps, you're just getting to a point where you're really starting to challenge yourself and you just got to think about it as an opportunity for growth. So anytime you're training, you know, what's written there is you can almost think about it as kind of a suggestion. So you want to accumulate that volume, but you don't necessarily have to do it in one go. And, you know, just, just to reinforce the concept that, you know, it's one thing to complete all the reps, but it's also how you complete those reps is super important. So just cause you, just cause you did all, you know, 30 reps that are written for a specific exercise. If you didn't do them well, maybe you should think about, you know, breaking it up into smaller, um, smaller sets, smaller reps, and just really, really keep form tight 
And it's just going to keep you wild for years to come. And again, we're playing for that long game, right? So yeah, but great question. And I'm stoked to see how the journey is going for the wild monkey D Luffy. Then I was looking through some other old, <laughs> I was looking through old emails, but I had received a note from a old high school teammate. He's a few years younger, but <sighs> great question about nutrition. He basically just asked, what do you eat? And you know, I'm kind of like constantly going through these different phases and just experimenting. And one thing I've been doing more and more is I wake up, I'm just, I'm not hungry in the morning. So I've been skipping breakfast and, you know, maybe eating sometime between 10 a.m. and 1 p.m., just depending on the day. And that's most days. So I'll skip breakfast and then most days I'll eat, you know, that kind of late morning, early afternoon. But other days, just depending on what I'm doing, I was going into Denver the last two days for the outdoor retailer show, which was pretty awesome. And I didn't want to buy food there. I'm just, I'm not, I don't like going out to lunch. I've never really liked going out to lunch. I don't feel good. I've always been a brown bag guy since, you know, my first job out of college really, or even before that. So bring your lunch. It's way better. It's going to keep you wilder too, and you'll feel better. So what I have been doing though, on days I know I'm going to be somewhere for, you know, a long period, like outdoor retailer, I'll, I'll eat a big breakfast in the morning. So I'll eat like four eggs and avocado, put a bunch of butter on it. And then I might not eat again until the late afternoon or even dinner that day. So what I've noticed though, is that that high protein, high fat breakfast, I have a very, very stable energy. I'm not, I don't crash or anything like that. I just, I feel stable all day and then I can really just scarf in the evening. But one thing to consider is I'm definitely not taking as many calories. So it's just, I, I feel good now. I'm just, I'm curious long-term if I'm getting enough energy from this eating style. So I think it's just, if you always need to monitor kind of, it's that desire to train and just how do you feel? If you don't feel good all the time, you know, and you're, you're fasting three days a week, you're doing something else crazy. Maybe take a step back, really analyze, is this what's, the right protocol. And just cause it's in a book or you heard it on a podcast or even me say, you know, nutrition more than anything is such an individualized effort and pursuit. So, you know, I, I certainly believe the a whole food diet, whether it's meat or vegetables or a combination of both is definitely way to start. And then you just, you gotta, you gotta find out for yourself what works for you. And this, there's so many nuances and how you're, how much you're training. If you're traveling, you know, if you're a woman, you know, maybe if you're pregnant or you're, you know, it's just, there's so many biological differences between men and women and just people of a 20 year old versus a 30 year old, 40, 50 year old. There's just so much variety, biologic, so much variety biologically that it's really, really hard to say that there's one thing that's best for everyone. So do the experiment and keep getting wilder eating wild. Then I want to talk about training real quick. This week for me has been a training. What am I saying? This week for me has been a rest week. So I really, I've been sleeping great. I went and trained Monday and Wednesday morning, kept it casual, kept it short, kept the reps low, kept the weight a little lighter. I really, really have been focusing more on mobility, especially this week, just doing a ton of stretching, a ton of different mobility exercises. 
I've had this tennis elbow in my right arm for like almost two months now, but I think I'm finally starting to get it under control thanks to YouTube, some voodoo floss, a little bit of ice. I found this great channel. It's called, what? it's Brad and Bob. Brad and Bob, they're these two physical therapists. They're kind of, they're, they're a little dorky, a little cheesy. Not that I'm not, but they, uh, they have really good content and it's free and they're, they're legit. I've looked at their stuff for several different things and it's definitely helped out. And also can't forget Dr. Kelly Surratt. I looked at some of his stuff as well for specifically the elbow, which has really helped a lot. So I'm working on my right elbow. It's getting better. Voodoo flossing, icing, doing a ton of different mobility exercises. And then I jacked my left shoulder with a kettlebell this past fall. I'd been basically just working out at home exclusively pocket monkey, isocore. I have some kettlebells doing just a kind of different, doing just a ton of different calisthenic exercises. And I did, I jacked my left elbow, I think doing like thrusters or push presses or something like that. So also working on getting that under control. So I'm telling you guys, the rest week is awesome. And it's not, it's, it's not that you're not training. You're one, allowing your body to adapt to all the training you have been doing. And then two, when I go back next week, I know I'm just going to be so much, so much fresher mentally. I'm going to be way more psyched to train. And ultimately I think it's just, again, playing that long game, it's going to pay off way, way more. So take a rest week every now and then it's awesome. Yesterday, I met with a good buddy of mine, Mason Gravely. He hosts an awesome podcast called the Adventure Sports Podcast. You should definitely check it out. There's just, man, it's uh, it's one of those things. It's a double-edged sword where there's these awesome, inspiring stories, but it's also like I get real bad FOMO. Just I want to do it all. So take that with the, uh, take that word of warning. But I'd heard on the show they had a sponsor called Athletic Brewing, which is non-alcoholic craft beer, which the first time I heard it, you know, I honestly was like, gosh, is that like a real thing? Is that a viable business? But I met with Mason yesterday. He's basically their head of adventure and he runs their ambassador and athlete program. I was talking to him. They are blowing up and he gave me some. So the first time I've had it, it's delicious. And, you know, I've just, I've, I listened to Laird Hamilton. I listened to Kelly Surratt recently. They're talking about just the role of alcohol in their life. And, you know, especially as you're trying to be an athlete as we get older, it's just how does, well, and a parent really, and just, you know, a person like how does alcohol fit in your life? I'm certainly not, um, I don't think I'm ready to say I'm just gonna give it up. And I don't, frankly, I don't drink a lot to begin with, but it was, uh, it's one of those things where, you know, I'll have maybe a glass of wine or a beer on a Friday or Saturday night. And then, you know, I want to have another one, but I also, I'm not, I don't want to have that much alcohol in my system. You know, I'm usually like a one or two beer, glass of wine type of person, but this non-alcoholic craft beer, it's like, it ha- it tastes great and you don't get the alcohol. So I'm really psyched on it. And if anyone out there, you know, if you're just whether you're looking to maybe stop or, you know, just cut back a little bit, I'd highly recommend it. It's called athletic brewing. And because it's non-alcoholic, they can ship, you know, pretty much anywhere. So they're not a sponsor yet, but, uh, 
it's uh i really enjoyed having it and mason's the man again you should check out adventure sports ups or excuse me adventure sports podcast and get stoked so on to the main event so i gotta start by thanking monkey craig for taking the time to just share really insightful thoughts and i think a lot of the stuff he's sharing is there's kind of like this there's this collective conversation going on and i'll say alternative media and I think he, he really synthesized a lot of it super well and also just threw in a ton of relig- original stuff of his own. So I'm just going to basically just read what he sent me here and I'll comment through it a little bit. But Craig, man, Monkey Craig, thank you so much for taking the time to send this. It's uh, Again, I really appreciate it. So let's dive in. So it says Monkey Dan and any other monkeys who may be listening around the digital campfire. I like that term. So he wants me to... uh have a t- couple of disclaimers before I dive in here. So he's uh, basically saying he's not a doctor and don't take this as a uh, medical advice. So monkeys check with your physician or health professional. So he says as a guy who also I'm from Northern California, he says as a guy who also grew up in Northern California, I can tell we think similarly on many points and drink from many of the same info streams. I also like that term. Here are some ideas I've found helpful and try to practice. There's a good chance you already are aware of some of them and maybe doing none of this is original to me, but I'm by no means perfect at any of it. I offer it up in case some of it may help a fellow human and make the world a little better. I like that. And then he says, as Bruce Lee said, absorb what is useful, discard what is useless and add what is specifically your own. So with that being said, let's dive right in. So he has quoted, this too shall pass. And I believe that's, they say that in Lord of the Rings, but this too shall pass. This too shall pass. One of my grandma's favorite sayings, whatever you're going through right now, it won't last forever. It's funny he mentioned that because I just read, there's a guy I've been following for several years now. It's Mr. Money Mustache. That's also his website, mrmoneymustache.com. But he basically is a kind of a personal finance guru, but he'll throw in just kind of these more I'm trying to think of the right term. They're I guess they're kind of more aphorisms or just these philosophical thoughts that are on life. And he recently kind of had a new year post he made and it was lessons learned from twenty nineteen and one of them was this too shall pass. So nothing is permanent. You know, I I know there's monkeys out there that you just life can get you down, so it's not going to last forever. But I think being aware of that's very important, and it's very it's easy to forget when you're going through a tough times. So don't forget. Next point, he says, as one of my martial arts teachers used to put it, fear is an emotion of the future. Regret is an emotion of the past. You're living in the present. And you know what's interesting is I was reading last night from sapiens they talk about buddhism and basically how suffering is caused by desire and i think that fits into this line in the sense of you know desire being kind of what what you're craving for the future regret in the past maybe you're desiring to change your past so that's a great line i like that next point be sure you're getting sleep of appropriate quality and quantity says, this is probably my number one health sustaining priority these days. 
after pretty much ignoring the importance of sleep and spending years of my teens and early twenties chronically sleep deprived, man, you know, I went to college on the East coast. I'm from California and I don't know if it's like this everywhere in the country, but it felt like, especially on the weekends, you know, people, people would go to bed at like five, 6am. It was crazy. Um, I certainly had my nights staying up pretty late, but I felt like for those four and a half years I was out there, I just was constantly never fully rested. I never slept well. There's just, you're in a house with other people. It's loud. You're partying, you're drinking all this stuff. And it, uh, it just wasn't great for sleep in my twenties. However, I kind of got to combat that or counter counterbalance that I'll say with, you know, working in the woods for basically five seasons in a row where I was, you know, sometimes out there for eight, 10 days in a row, which was awesome. So I got to recover a little bit in my twenties, but man, it's, uh, any of you younger monkeys out there listening, get sleep. Next point, move your body. I mean, we talk about that all the time. The body's meant to be moved. It loves to be moved. It does best when it's under consistent motion. So move as much as you can spend time outside. It's the next point. Again, you know, I'm, uh, I went from in my twenties, I was working outside pretty much exclusively to now where unfortunately I just, I'm cranking away on the keyboard a lot more than I'd like to be. So I try and get out as much as I possibly can. I'm fortunate here in Colorado where I have really quick and easy access to, you know, arguably some of the best wildness wilderness in the country and world. But you know, wherever you are, just getting out in the sunlight and getting some fresh air is, is such a step up from the indoor office environment with the perfect temperature. It's just your body craves that. So get outside. Next point, mindfulness practices such as meditation have been increasingly in the public consciousness in the last few years for good reason. I found a daily basic seated meditation practice to be very helpful. You know, meditation for me is something that I have tried to do several times over the years. In college, I took a class called yoga and meditation and we'd start each class with just kind of, we'd sit there and kind of breathe and meditate for, I think maybe five or 10 minutes, but it's something I've just never consistently done on my own. And I definitely think there's validity and good reason to do it. I just, I've never made it a priority. So maybe something I should try, but glad to hear it's working for monkey Craig here. Next point, cultivate an attitude of gratitude. He says, I've been trying to keep a formal daily gratitude practice to shift my focus on the, the parentheses, ridiculously many positive things in my life and the world. Even things many of us in the developed world take for granted, like clean water, air, and food. I mean, it's a great point, man. You know, the, especially the news cycle now is mainly negative things. That'd be, that'd be an interesting study. Like what's the proportion of positive versus negative headlines? I'm sure it's way more on the negative side. So, you know, as far as I know, life is really great around the world. It just seems to be getting better. And, you know, don't, don't let, uh, don't let these news agencies distract you from what's really good. So I've never done the attitude journal or excuse me, the gratitude journal attitude of gratitude. I've never done a gratitude journal, but what I will do is before I go to bed at night, if you know, there's a bunch of stuff on my mind or if I'm, if I have a big to do list, I'll just write it out and it kind of just helps 
turn it off. So I'm not waking up at two, three in the morning. Like I mentioned, trying to remember all this stuff. So there's something about to, I think physically writing in a journal versus typing in your phone. So whenever I've quote unquote journaled, I'm always writing with a pen and paper versus typing. So that's just me. I think it helps a lot. There's something about that physically leaving your body in a sense that I think, I think legit. So, okay. Next point. There has been a renewed popular interest lately in applied philosophical traditions, especially stoicism. So, and he's talking about how in monkey 360, we had the Marcus Aurelius meditations book. And that was actually a gift from my father-in-law to my wife, which I've since, uh, quote borrowed, but man, it's such a great book. He just, you know, it's just all these kind of one or two sentence or short paragraph, just really thoughtful lessons on life that, you know, it's worth reading. You know, it's one of those things that you don't need to read much. It's, it's very dense. It's very heavy, but you know, maybe read a page at night before you go to bed or wake up in the morning and read it. And it's just these very basic principles that I think if you're able to apply consistently, you'd really find a lot of benefit and improvement. So that's, uh, so stoicism is kind of the greater umbrella of thought, philosophical thought. And then Marcus Aurelius meditations is the book. So check that out. It might actually be free even online. Okay. So next point, check in with yourself to see if you may be getting overtrained slash under recovered. Exercise stress is just one of many sources of stress in our lives and they all, they all accumulate. So basically he says as a rather, as a rather intense dude myself, I used to always redline it on every workout. I still, I still sometimes struggle and need to remind myself to take a more moderate approach. Increasingly important as we law, as we start creeping up there in the number of trips around the sun. So basically as we get older, just, you know, we need to be more aware of how hard we're pushing and making sure we're adapting properly. I used to use recover, but I heard someone say adaptation was a better term. And the reason why is like you recover, they said you recover from alcoholism, you recover from a sickness. Adaptation implies improvement. So I, I, I like that term. That was, I, th- I believe that was Kelly Surratt that said that. So thank you, doctor. All right. Next point. Eat well, mostly whole unprocessed foods. Finds out, find out what works for you and your body. This is probably going to change with age and circumstance. And also don't let eating become another source of stress. The social, the social, cultural, ritual aspects of eating are also a form of nourishment in themselves. Enjoy it. I think most people probably experience this most when they travel. That's typically a time where life is way more slowed down. You're with probably a loved one or friends and you can really just take your time, enjoy the meal, enjoy the company, enjoy the conversation. And that's actually something I've really made a conscious effort really since we had our daughter to have friends over more often, to have barbecues, just meet up with people for coffee a drink in the evening, whatever it is. And there's, there's this intangible nourishment as Craig here is saying, there's this intangible nourishment of just that human interaction, getting to share your feelings and connect with a good friend, a loved one, whatever it is. And it's something that I think for sure in the States we've 
probably overlooked quite a bit. And I remember my wife and I were traveling in Europe two years ago and, you know, you just, it was palpable. You could feel just how important the meal was, not just for food and the physical nourishment, but also that emotional and intellectual nourishment as well. So take the time to enjoy it. All right. And next point goes right along with this. So cherish, cherish and invest time with your friends, family, and loved ones. We all know intellectually that our time together is limited and one day we'll be gone. It's easy to forget though, when you're in the midst of the daily grind, man, you know, what really hit me was, you know, RIP Kobe Bryant that, uh, I think when someone that's larger in life like that, like Kobe was, when someone is larger than life like that, it really, it's shocking to see them die, especially when it's, you know, way before their time. So I was really bummed to see that. And, you know, I guess kind of the, the light at the end of the tunnel, for lack of a better term is, you know, it's just a good reminder that, yeah, life is finite. So if, uh, if you're not happy, if you're not finding peace and purpose, maybe it's really time to take a step back and see what you can do to improve that. All right. Next point. He says, I absolutely agree with you. Thank you. I absolutely agree with you that we carry a lot of cultural baggage, especially as males around being quote tough and pushing our emotional selves aside or not acknowledging it at all. A big mistake of which I've been guilty myself has gotten me through some tough spots, but I've come to realize it is ultimately unsustainable. I'm gradually working on improving my emotional intelligence, both getting in touch with my emotional inner life and being able to communicate it with others. This is not a weakness, but is a real strength, but it also takes work. So yeah, man, it's, uh, I've always struggled with sharing my, how I'm actually feeling, you know, whether it's to not want to hurt someone else's feelings or stir the pot or anything like that. So I've always kind of had that capability. It's, you know, mental toughness can be a double-edged sword in the sense of, you could have the mental toughest to kind of suffer through uncomfortable emotions that perhaps would be better solved and addressed by speaking. So, Hey man, I'm with you there, but it's hard. It's not easy. It's uh, it's much, much easier than it sounds. So the journey continues a few more points here. So maybe it's time. This is uh, the second to last point from Craig. Maybe it's time to discover a new hobby or passion or rediscover an old one. Self-actualization via learning is a fundamental human need. Plus the pursuit itself is likely to have stress, stress, shed, stress shedding benefits. Man, I'm having trouble speaking today. Try playing a musical instrument or singing. I've heard gardeners are happier than non-gardeners. That's interesting. Take up a new sport. Try uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, Latin dance class. It's called recreation because you are recreating yourself, making yourself anew. So the recreation I thought was very interesting. I remember one of my bosses when I was a ranger, he, I think he had a master's in recreation, which I thought was awesome. But he was the first person I said, I per, he was the first person I heard say recreation is recreation, recreating yourself basically. So it's uh it's one of those things that I think some schools of thought may consider recreation as more of a luxury, but 
you know, if you look at human history, especially I just finished this book, I mentioned empire of the summer moon. It's not like, you know, this hunter gatherer society, they weren't like, you know, on the clock from sun up to sun down, you know, they, they still as rough as life was, they still had plenty of time to quote unquote recreate through, you know, stories around the campfire, playing in the river, swimming, just, you know, enjoying, enjoying the downtime. So we're not, I don't think we're programmed to just grind from sun up to sun down, even though, even though we can. All right. Last point from the wild man, monkey Craig. He says, in my experience, going from one child to two was just a big a change as going from zero to one. He's basically warning me to get light, get ready. Cause life's about a whole life is about to get a whole lot wilder. I'm going to have my second child. Well, my wife is going to have our second child here in May, which I agree. I think life is about to get a whole lot wilder. And that's actually what my buddy, well, before I dive into that, Craig, Monkey Craig, you are the man. Thank you so much for taking the time to share these thoughts. I think I think you did a really awesome job just kind of synthesizing, again, these these points that are in this kind of collective conversation right now. And we'll just keep the conversation going, keep on working on that monkey state of mind and getting wilder. So that last point about kids, my buddy Mason and I, we were talking yesterday and just, uh, life is really amazing watching a kid grow. And, you know, just, we were talking about how they're almost like a plant. You don't, there's things they just do instinctively, naturally that you never taught them. And it's just, it's truly amazing to watch. So, and we also were discussing adventure as dads, which again, he's running basically this adventure ambassador program for athletic brewing. And I've really tried to take a step back and just analyze, you know, how do I balance life as a dad running a business with, you know, still having a very, very strong desire to get out and do these, just, you know, these extreme adventures. So I did just say desire, which according to the Buddha is the root of all suffering, but man, I just can't get these things out of my head. So I think it's just working on finding a balance. And honestly, I'm really, really stoked to be able to take the kids with me one day. So that I want to have Mason on here soon. He's got some awesome adventures from he's traveled all over and just done these huge adventures. He rode his bike from Alaska to Florida in college and has done a ton of other huge bike tours. So really stoked to share those with you guys. And then I also really want to dive into how to stay wild and have adventures as a dad. I think it's something I'm sure there's a lot of monkeys out there kind of going through this, these big changes in your life where, you know, you have a family to take care of. Maybe your job's getting a little more serious. So the journey continues. Thank you everyone for tuning in. If you're enjoying these episodes, I would really, really appreciate it. If you could leave a five-star review wherever you get your podcasts. And I love hearing feedback from you guys. So let me know what you're liking, what you're not liking questions you have and Again, if you have any tips or tactics, especially on the stress and anxiety side and training, I'd love to hear some training stuff as well. Please shoot those 
over to info at monkey.co.co can send messages on Instagram, comments on YouTube, and uh, Facebook as well. We're pretty easy to get a hold of. So keep getting wilder monkeys. We'll see you out there.